today is all about having a coaching mindset in life, meaning how do we use our coaching mindset in everyday life when facing challenges, opportunities, and maybe just an emotional moment or a reactive moment and you wanna use your mindset to help you through it. We'll really unpack the topic and engage with you and love for you to also share your views and opinions as we go along. I'll introduce you to my panel. Um, one of my, well, one of my first panelists I'd love for you to meet is Vanessa. Vanessa, would you please introduce yourself? Absolutely, thank you, Cindy. So my name is Vanessa Romano. Um, I am a Kocharya alumni, and um, I am a coach and consultant. And with my clients, um, I help them to grow their businesses grow their business, um, expand their business, and help them work through change, which um, as we all know in this past year and a half has been rapid and multifaceted. <laughs> um, and so I, I've, in, in going through the programs at Kocharya, I've found it to be extremely helpful in applying to all areas of life, and especially business, and especially as, um, businesses go through inevitable change. And so I think that applying a coaching mindset in life is appropriate to everyone. And again, in all facets of life, not just in business, but also in regular normal human interaction day to day. Hmm. Thank you, Vanessa. Anshu? Hi everyone, I'm Anshu Bhargav. For my day job, I am an HR professional, and then the other hats that I wear. Uh, I am a, I'm a diversity and inclusion enthusiast. Uh, I am also a author of a book by the name of Woman, You Rock. So you can understand gender diversity, uh, all causes related to women are really close to me. Um, and some of the other interest areas uh, which brought me with into Kocharya is coaching. That's been something which uh, has been there as part of my professional life. And that's one of the powerful things that I felt I wanted to dig deeper into. And that's how uh, this journey with Kocharya is ongoing. And I'm very happy to share um, my thoughts here and be part of this panel today. I think the topic that we have today is phenomenal because uh, the more you know about coaching, the more you understand how it degrades into life. So looking forward to talking more about this today. Thank you. Thanks, Anshu. Deva? Uh, coaching mindset. So do you want me to delve right into the topic that I want to talk about or you want me to give a little introduction? No, I want you to introduce yourself. Oh, sorry, my, I was having a problem with uh, my connection. Oh, no, that's okay. Hi, all. I'm Devishmita Deva from India, Bangalore. So coaching, I've been uh, a coach now for some time. Right now I'm uh, with Coach Aria. Coaching mindset is something that I'm evolving into. And I find that um, 
it's helping me in all different facets of my life not just coaching but my everyday life as i conduct myself the different facets so yeah today i think we are here to discuss all that it should be fun and i'm looking forward to it thank you deva so participants i have a question for you participants is such a long name um yeah i have a question and while the panel and I are going to discuss this, may I invite you to share your views or your opinions onto the chat box? What is a coaching mindset for you? No right and wrong answers. Feel free to share anything you want. What for you is a coaching mindset? Yeah. And to and to my panelists, well, what, what do you think? What for you is a coaching uh, mindset? Cindy, um, my experience has been that when you come together with your whole self in your everyday life is a coaching mindset. It doesn't have to mean that I have a coachee whom I'm coaching or I'm in a hot seat uh, coaching someone. It will help us in every facet of our life. See, um, in an average, every person uh, goes through different emotional layers. We are frustrated, we are overwhelmed with work, we are tired, we are angry. Um, I'm not counting the happy ones right now. Uh, so what do we do? Do we, do, we carry a, do we carry a coach behind our back always? No, that is not possible, would have been wonderful. So what I do, uh, Cindy, is that I like to, like if I'm in a, in a not nice emotional state of mind, I like to create a small little bit of distance between me and my emotions without for a couple of seconds i like to keep the problem aside and address the emotion because i'll not be able to address the problem if i don't address the emotion attached to it and if it's an unproductive emotion like anger or frustration or being overwhelmed it's not going to help me find a solution to whatever the reasons so once I'm able to able to do that effectively, just I tell myself, okay, we'll 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 deal with the problem. But Deva, tell me, what are you feeling now? There are these coaching sets of question answers through which we address a situation. I do it to myself. Deva, what are you feeling now? I'm frustrated. Okay. Do you want to talk about your frustration or do you want to solve your frustration? Be kind to yourself, be forgiving, and be present. Hmm. If you're too frustrated, you will not be able to say that I want to go forward. And it's okay. Say, I want to talk to, I, I want to be frustrated. Okay. I want to talk about it. Fine. Five minutes. Let's talk about it. I find that in every aspect of life, in every dealing, uh, in life, uh, either at workplace or the home front with kids, with friends, 
everywhere this mindset helps. Absolutely. I think, I think that can, yeah, which I call as a coaching mindset. Absolutely, Deva. You touched on many aspects that you're pulling in and what you're calling a coaching, what we call a coaching mindset. To our participants, anything else in this mindset? What, what for you is simply mindset? What does mindset mean for you? If you leave out coaching, what does mindset mean? Or what does it include? Panelist, what do you think? It mind, includes the mind? making of the mind. Yeah. Yeah, just to add to that, it's all about what do I think? Or in this moment, what am I thinking? And one aspect is in the current or in the present moment, in the here and now. And then there is that entire journey that we've had through life. So everything which is lying below the surface in terms of the values, in terms of the beliefs, in all of those things that maybe we were taught as a child. Because most often uh, we would have those voices in the head. It could be maybe of our parents, of our teachers, which are always telling us, this is what you should do. This is what you should not do. This is what makes you a good person. So I think all of that together creates a mindset. And that's how we live our life. So it seems like some things here are influences um, in a way that creates a particular way of thinking, being, feeling around different aspects that show up in life. And I'm reading, I'll, Vanessa, go ahead and share. I, I get a sense you want to say something. Oh, I, I was just going to say that I agree with both Deva and Anshu that I yeah. think this were both, both beautiful and completely agree and I would add to it that in addition to the present and the past it's also about how we will move forward yeah and, and maybe how we have um, had our minds set in the past or even in the current present uh, may not be how we will choose to move forward and um so then it's applying that coach's mindset to, to how it is that we want to then proceed. You know, because again, you know, there's, I think there's even a book that says um, how, what got us here may not get you there, may not be what gets you there. And, and I think that that is always applicable because, you know, we're constantly in flux, we're always moving forward. And it's a beautiful question to always have in our minds. Hmm, absolutely. I'm just going to read out some of the um, answers that our participants typed in. You know, Vanessa said, it's the system of thought that we operate from. And we got Bhavan that said, it's all our, it's about our thoughts and thought processes. And Karin who said, the mindset is not wearing a mask, but being fully convinced and authentic. And we got Winston saying to be pleasant and um, um, beautiful comments on being authentic from many living. It's in the now, staying centered, being fully present. And Sarika says the mindset is a set of values 
of, of beliefs and attitudes of own self. Thank you all for your comments. And so we've explored a bit about, you know, what is this mindset and this coaching mindset and absolutely spot on that our mindset is created and developed by the processes of life in our systemic interaction, because we're mostly social beings. So, you know, the systems around us and the people in the systems make a huge impact on who we are and how we show up with all the different filters and whatever that's coming to our way, coming our way. So I have another question and panelists, feel free to engage and participants. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Why is mindset essential to success? I know I'm asking a why question, but I'd like to know your answer. Why is mindset essential to successes? Yeah, um, see, uh, success, when you talk of success, every, every endeavor we have or every goal we have requires a different mindset. When we are talking of success, we, have, we, we, are, we essentially have a goal in, in our head. Am I, do I want to be a business person? Do I want to be a philanthropist? Do I want to be a mountaineer? Do I want to work for the well-being of the children and the women and poor? Each one of them have a different mindset. It's essential to bring out the mindset of that particular endeavor so that uh, whatever the society, whatever we grew up with, we can, we can systematically eliminate us. 100% will not be possible, but that is what we are trying to do or that is what the endeavor is. Like uh, today, what we are talking about is a coaching mindset. What do we mean by, or what is the focus on a coaching mindset? The coaching mindset lays down certain guidelines of being curious, of being non-judgmental, of being there for the clients. It, this definition, this definition allows us to consciously alienate ourselves uh, from our own conditioning of whatever we have. When we sit in the chair, we are looking at a client, we are coaching the client, we need to and have that coaching mindset. Hmm. If we are trying to climb Mount Everest, we need a different kind of a mindset. So let's take it down to life experiences. Let's take it down to everyday experiences. Our current environment has, has seen us all manage many, many challenges on an everyday basis. Too many people working from home suddenly or managing children, managing work, managing for some people loneliness, managing not socializing, managing many challenges some completely um, controlled by work environment, some by a combination of work and life 
and some just life. But there's some things here that make successful people stand out from others. What do you think that is? And successful could be in overcoming a task, in recovering from a particular setback or something that's holding you back. What do you think helps people become more successful or move to success? What do you think that is? Yeah, courage? What else? Mindset. Yeah, clarity. Is really mindset. Yeah. Is it? I think it's our internal world, which in a way creates our outer world. So yeah. uh, a lot of our thoughts are what get converted into action. And that's what I was reading through some of the comments as well. That whatever yeah. we are thinking, that becomes the first step. And then we start taking action after action to result in a successful end result. At the same time, there are always interferences, which are coming maybe from outside, like an external pandemic situation, or maybe those internal interferences, like in form of some limiting beliefs, which tell us maybe, oh, you can't do it, you will fail, you may not be able to get what you're wanting to get. So all of those, if we have a mindset which is taking us forward, much rather than allowing those uh, some of those limiting beliefs to stop us or external situations to govern our actions. I think that's where it helps to, you know, just center yourself, maybe just be present to all of those voices inside your head and then take a step forward, which takes you onto the path of success. Absolutely. Yeah. What comes to mind uh, for me, Cindy, is um, the word intent and setting intent. You know, and I think that encompasses what you, Anshu, had just said and what you mentioned also, Deva, um, because if you are approaching your goals, your endeavors with an intent, and rather than having a plan that cannot fail or that is planned out to the, to the um, you know, smallest detail, if, if you are focusing instead on that mindset it almost inevitably pushes puts you in that coach's mindset where you are agile you're uh, somebody dawn said adaptable you know you're able to to um to work with whatever experiences come your way because you're not in a set plan you're just going with whatever is coming towards you Ah, absolutely. To our participants, I noticed some of you are sending messages to us and panelists. Please send to everyone. Choose everyone as your op option so that everyone can see your messages. If you're choosing us and panelists, it's only us that can see it, us panelists. Yeah? And some of you are saying some really lovely things here on the chat, you know, mindset is around willing to go the extra mm -hmm. mile and take the risk, willing to be vulnerable, willing to make mistakes, reflect on it and learn, willing to learn from it. So let's move on to 
ways that we can challenge our mindset. When little things show up that get in our way, that seems to all us back, and that perhaps over time, we begin to develop some kind of a habit or pattern of thinking around it that continues holding us back. You know that classic example of, mm, I want to go to gym three times a week, and six months later, we haven't established a habit around that. And then we wonder why. And we bring the same topic for coaching. Let us talk about ways to change our mindset. And I'll break it down into smaller pieces so we can all engage with it a little bit at a time, little piece at a time. And let's talk about the first piece. How can we challenge our limiting beliefs? When our beliefs get in the way of our mindset or helping us have this positive, if you wanna call it growth mindset, how do we challenge those limiting beliefs? What do you think? Participants, go for it. And to our panelists. Cindy, it's, it really boils down uh, to the stories we tell ourselves. Uh, you are at point A and uh, you want to move to point B. If you cannot move in between whatever story you are telling yourself, are nothing but uh, huge boulders that's blocking you. So again, uh, the limiting beliefs that you are talking about, every time you tell your story, you're telling a story your, uh, to yourself, challenge that. I want to go to the gym tomorrow morning at six o'clock, but that but is a story you're telling yourself. I can't, I want to do this, but you're telling yourself a story. So this story, wherever they comes from, from our background, from the way we were brought up, from the situations we are in, if we start, if we start addressing those stories, if we start challenging them, to every but ask a why, I think that can be the first step towards changing that mindset. Hmm. Absolute facing it head on, right? Yeah. Facing Absolutely. the story you tell yourself head on instead of consistently using the same language to say the same things every day. Exactly. Yeah. I would add to that, Deva, and um, group panelists and uh, participants that it's important to also recognize that it is just a story that you mm -hmm. are telling yourself. You know, it's um, oftentimes that first step of realizing that that emotion that you're feeling is coming from a story, not going to the gym, is coming from a story that, that does need to be challenged. And it happens in, what's tricky about that is it happens in the microseconds. It, it, you experience something and you have an emotion and it almost seems like it's instantaneous. But if you are able to give yourself a little bit of breathing room in between the experience and the emotion, you'll see that there's a story in between that you are telling yourself. And Deva, to your point, that is the point 
that you need to question and challenge and ask yourself whether it's true. Is it true what I'm telling myself? Hmm. That's beautiful, right? Is it true? And how is it serving me? Sometimes we assume the value is a part of us. It, is, it may be to a large extent, but we can examine it, meaning reflect on it, and then question ourselves, how is this value serving me? And maybe there's a part of the value or the belief that we want to change and then set about small actions or a series of establishing something different, like a different pattern or a different value or a different belief that will serve us more than the current one. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Agree with you there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's taking small steps, small steps, which starts with, as the panelists said, firstly, just becoming aware of it. And then perhaps at times, or maybe necessary to have a conversation with a colleague, a friend, a coach, somebody else that will help you create more awareness and take some learning actions towards something else that will serve you better. This just reminds me of, you know, one of uh, the personal uh, examples that I had of a limiting belief. Uh, yes. So it's just that, you know, uh, and maybe that belief maybe served me at a certain point in time, which was all about, I want to do things perfectly and I want to do things one at a time. Um, especially given this current scenario where, you know, you're working from home, there's work going on, there's home life going on and everything all together, multiple balls in the air all the time. I had to question that belief and, you know, just say that, can I do it all rather than saying that I will do it one step at a time or one thing at a time. And um, then I started realizing that maybe at one point in time, it helped me to be perfect at something and do just one thing. But when you have everything going on and you need to be doing it all together, then that's where you have to maybe question that self, you know, belief that you've had till now, and then maybe put a new belief that maybe I can do things together. Maybe I can do them well enough and start telling yourself through affirmations that yes, I can do it all. I can do multiple things at a time and just see the change which comes and suddenly you find yourself handling multiple things and managing well enough. And that's like, wow, an aha moment. So I think that yeah. would be one way. You can hear the energy in your voice, Sancho. Absolutely. Yeah. She <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here I totally agree. I mean, uh, targeting this perfectionist, I find that there is no end to it. I mean, how do you define perfect? Something which is perfect for me is not perfect for you. There you <laughs> addressing that solved a lot of problem for me, especially during this pandemic time. It's okay. It's got done. The yeah. job got done. It's okay move on to the next. So here's the second point we can pick up, right? In this big picture of adopting or living with a coaching mindset. How do we shift our perspective? If there's something in our way, like car competency 2.4 or 3.4, how do we shift our perspective? 
Participants, you've gone quiet. How do we shift our perspective? Yeah, keep challenging ourselves, yeah. Please, Dave, can you type to everyone so we can all see your messages? Yeah. Awareness, meditation, wanting to shift. Yeah, that's good, right? Wanting to shift. Wanting to shift, yes. Panelists, what do you think? How can we shift, you know? Sometimes we learning, this all learning around changing our mindset can become quite big for us, right? Like if somebody told you, you've got to change your mindset. It feels quite overwhelming, doesn't it? Absolutely. Very overwhelming. And shifting, shifting will happen by consciously or rather taking into consciousness certain actions or certain beliefs that we have. Does this belief serve me? Is one question we need to ask. Is this productive? Is one question we need to ask. Also, you know, I like, I like to think about it when I can, um, from a neutral point, observe the kids of this new gener generation, the millennials. If I'm not busy pointing my fingers and, you know, they're all wrong, they're all wrong, they're all wrong. Then you find that when you are, when you are actually in that open mindset, in the open mode, when they're doing things, when they're conducting themselves, when they talk, the things they say is very different from what we used to do. They're one step ahead, listen to them. That will bring about, not a shift, but that will bring about an openness where you are then, you can question yourself. Look, reflect. I think that will be the first step. And yes, consciousness, I think consciousness. The acceptance that, okay, something needs to shift will be the very first step. Small steps, absolutely. I agree with you, Deva. I think that the consciousness is definitely the, the first step or one of the first steps. And for me, I think the most powerful thing that has helped me to start to shift, right? I think we're all in constant state of shifting. We never, it never ends. Uh, was to was this notion of unconditional positive regard and to start with myself and to view it with myself. And, and though, you know, this consciousness of wanting to make shifts, it's not about fixing. You know, it's, it's the word fixing is, is not the point or it's not the goal. Um, and it's, it's um, more about, for me anyway, was, was, connecting to what I saw as the, the dichotomy of light and shadow. And that the shadow is not something to be fixed and it is just part of what is, makes me me and the unique me and the beautiful me. And so this notion of unconditional regard was, was super powerful, very powerful for me um, as a first step. Hmm. Absolutely. Love what you're saying about the light and dark and light and shadow work. And also the either or thinking. You know, it's not one or the other. 
Polaroid thinking. It's not one or the other. There are shades in between. And it's easier to work with those shades by picking up some small thing you can start changing and start moving towards that. And you'll find that there are more and more opportunities that begin to grow in a positive way than a previous negative mindset. Also, you know, we all know this, right, as coaches, most of us know this, even in obstacles, there are opportunities. That's one of my personal mantras, Cindy. So yeah, every, every challenge has an opportunity. In it. So Absolutely. It's just the way we see it. So, yes. It's funny, Thomas Edison said, I don't see it as failing 42 times or 48 times. I just know 42 ways not to make a light bulb. <laughs> Absolutely. Wonderful. And, you know, if you look at a, a, a child and they have the curiosity mindset of a child, meaning just keep trying it and just keep trying it until you get it right. Like you see a child playing with one of those toys where you put those shapes in. I mean, they don't ever give up, right? They will just constantly keep doing the same thing until they get it right. No, and enjoy. Their way. You're just gonna get it. Sorry, you and enjoy doing yes. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about changing our self-talk. You know, okay. how do we change our self-talk to adopt more and more a coaching mindset in life? In life. How do we change our self-talk? And of course, also self-talk would include self-regulation, self-awareness, self-managing, self-sustaining. We've got, we've started a new habit to keep it sustaining, self-sustaining, to go on working on it until you get that goal achieved for yourself or that thing achieved. Self-accountability. So what's in your self-talk that you would like to change? Coaches, is there anything in your self, or participants, what is in your self-talk that you would like to change? You know, Cindy, um, there is also a research, I thought it was only me, but uh, I'm relieved to know it's not just me. There's a research that says that 80% um, of the time when we are talking to ourselves in our head, it's all negative thoughts. We, are, we talk negative. We use negative words. Uh, 10 or 15% of the time, uh, the remaining time, we do some productive work like planning and working. And rarely 0.5% or 1% of the time where we uh, do any positive or healing talk to ourselves. So it will be a good thing to do first if we um, you know, reduce that bulk, first of all. That entire bulk of negative thoughts and uh, vocabulary that we are using. Sometimes we use very 
lose vocabulary like we say i'm stuck i'm stuck i'm stuck there are also those chosen abuses which we do in our minds if you ask me they will or you ask someone they'll say it means nothing it doesn't mean anything but it does because the brain rewires ourselves that way the mind that way so the self talk it's like if you can write down in a board somewhere the the vocabulary or the choice of words that we will use even when we are talking in our mind even when we are addressing a negative situation in our mind the vocabulary can be of a coaching mindset where we are progressive because a regressive or a negative thought does not serve us does not serve anyone mm. we probably Absolutely. just add up to a few more wrinkles that's <laughs> yeah and we don't want that right definitely uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> not <laughs> so that's a lovely point and until i'm so you and nessa want to contribute to it that our language does indeed or the words we use impacts our mindset big time absolutely it's like every moment we are creating a mindset and when we are creating a mindset in a way we are creating a future because that's how we're going to be thinking in the future so you know taking care of our own self uh, having compassion towards our own self and having small routines i mean it could be around having a meditation practice or some relaxation where we are allowing our mind to be at rest like what they were was talking about that maximum time we are having negative thoughts running through our head this will not work out this will fail what will this person say about me putting a pause button there and just allowing ourselves to cool down because when we are uh, looking at you know being present for someone else the first step to it is being present for yourself being okay yourself being empty as a vessel before we can you know take in anything from anyone so it's very important to be able to on a day to day basis keep emptying ourselves and bringing in new thoughts so that could be for me it's reading reading you know allows me to get in something which is a new thought a new perspective it's always as if you know the written word is something which holds a lot of meaning for me so just reading some new books it creates a new thought that okay yeah this is one way of looking at it i never thought about this earlier so it's just one way of you know trying to get in something new and making that a part of my self talk so whether it's the self development range of books or self healing those are some things that really help absolutely vanessa any thoughts from you yeah absolutely anju you know it, it you've reminded me of something that's been kicking around in my my head for for some time now a couple of months and um it, it's the idea of creating these rituals in our life in our lives in our day to day or week to week you know um that that help to center us and you know as coaches we we talk about being empathetic and not sympathetic because we don't want to jump in the well with our clients but it's the same when we we treat ourselves with that same regard right we we experience such a wide range of things throughout our lives and it's important for us to take the time to to process it but also shed 
as you said earlier, Cindy, what, what's no longer serving us? What did I collect throughout the day that is not going to serve me going forward? And how do I, how do I shed that and center mm. myself? And you know, some of our participants, I mean, I like what Vanessa typed around, I am not my thoughts. And mm -hmm. about, you know, something that, you know, uh, Dashna said to think about thoughts going through my mind and break them down to accept that I too can succumb to emotions and not hold them in. Um, so we got some lovely um, comments and thought-provoking um, points from our participants. You know, I, I talk about the self-belief and, uh, sorry, self-care. Talking about our self-care and linking that to self-beliefs or maybe self-beliefs. For me, and I'm sure this happened to many of you coaches, if you did, please type it in the chat box. I'd love to hear from you. When the pandemic started, it was a, there was this wave of offering our help to everyone, to follow, follow coaches, friends, colleagues, families, anybody that was lonely, anybody that needed support. As coaches, we're there. I mean, you know, it doesn't matter whether we're sleeping or not, we were there, ready to help anyone and everyone. And I found myself very quickly in a place where I sometimes thought or questioned myself, am I burning out? And I had to do this tough self-talk with myself that, you know, burnout is not a requirement in coaching. I really can't be effective. I myself, not taking care of my own needs. And it took me about six months to unravel a lot of what I was doing as a result of the pandemic and start putting or rethinking and re-putting new strategies in place for myself to do some self-managing. Self-accountability was a big thing. And I thought, mm, I don't like this word, self-accountability, but yeah, my now having to learn new lessons around it. So coaches, I'm sure you found yourself in positions where you had to redo things for yourself, you know? Whether you suddenly found you're spending too much time on too many things and multitasking too much and putting on too many expectations for yourself. I think Deva used the word perfect, trying to be too perfect in doing too much. Of course, we don't normally think about ourselves in that way, but ultimately it shows up like that, like we wanna to serve too much or help too much. So what is the next point that we were gonna raise? Huh. Getting support. How can we get support? or build networks around us that will support us um, so that when any obstacles, big, small, get in our way, we have created a support network. 
And coaches, I'm going to open this. Or participants, I'm going to open this to you. How can you help the people around you to also support themselves? You know, during times like a pandemic or any other smaller crisis they are managing. What can we do? What can we do? Some, what do you do? What's your simple step to support yourself in everyday living or everyday life? What do you do? I've heard already from our panelists talk about having some rituals in place and doing reflective practice. What else do you do? Meditate, Cindy. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see uh whenever and someone says med meditation it seems like a huge thing i mean yeah we all know meditation is good but not for me kind of thing yeah i will try it out someday but not yet it's supposed to be a huge thing it is not a huge thing it is definitely not a huge thing these days on the internet and on the youtube you find lots of guided meditation go listen to some of them the thing is uh here the like Vanessa was just talking about, to align yourself, to bring us to center yourself. I would say align yourself also, which means our mind, our body, and our soul at one place, at least for five minutes a day. If we can once a day align this three, you know, every time, the moment we wake up, our body is here on the bed because I've just woken up, but my mind is already somewhere else. I need to do this. 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 Yep. And if I'm Absolutely. talking about my body and mind, I don't even know where my soul is. No one talks about the soul. There's no idea. Okay. So uh, once a day, once a day, that alignment, sit for 10 minutes. It's good enough can refer to any of those videos 10 minutes a day bring your mind your body and your soul in one place mm. you will find the difference you will find the difference in the way you operate the day the way you handle the day you cannot no one can uh, control the external situations it will be there we have mm. zero control over them but we have control over what's happening inside and as coaches, and as we are talking about, we are sensitized to this, a coaching mindset, the, 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 the core competencies, the way we talk, the word we use, we are sensitized to such things. So we of all people should be empowered to be able to do that effectively. The importance of having a retreat together and the need and the necessity of doing it at least once a day for 10 minutes. Anshu, Vanessa? Yeah, I can just share. Um, I mean, this pandemic definitely has been very different and uh, me and my family also underwent uh, COVID in April. I mean, it was almost like a reset. So sometimes, you know, uh, nature has its way of forcing certain things. So in a way, yeah. it was disconnected from everything. So 24 by 7, you're sitting in front of the laptop, you have work to do, you have, uh, you know, stuff to attend to. And suddenly you are not doing anything at all. So, I mean, when I look in hindsight, the good thing was that for 14 days, my head became totally empty. Suddenly the realization came, okay, so Anshu, what is your priority in life? 
all my things which I was, you know, thinking, oh, I have to write a book someday, I have to do coaching someday, I have to do this someday. So all of those things kind of suddenly came to me that maybe there is no tomorrow. Maybe today is the day when you have to do it. So just start doing it. So it's, it's more like a natural uh, restart button being hit and suddenly uh, having to by force go into it. So I think what was the learning was that I think this needs to happen more often. The reflection has to happen more often. We need to keep looking at day to day. How do we, you know, reset ourselves in a natural way? And they were what you said, meditation is a great way of doing that. And I think it's just about finding your own spiritual anchor, finding out exercise could be one. I mean, it's just which dimension works for you or what works for you. Once you find that, that's just about it. Keep doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautifully said around what works for you. Um, and, you know, you said something so, so thought-provoking, uh, and you around the, what if there was no tomorrow and today was the end? You know, what, what would you be doing? Because that, that's one of the keys, right? When we attach meaningfulness to the things that we are doing purpose, meaningfulness, intention, it suddenly begins, our mindset changes, because now like there's a reason to do it. It's meaningful to us. As a, the attachment is just not external, it's quite internal. Vanessa? Yeah. Absolutely, I think that um, you touched, uh, both of you, all three of you touched upon it. It's um, a level of connectedness. And yes, we are social creatures and yes, it's very important and has been important through the pandemic to stay connected with others and, and um, be there for one another. And in the only way that you know how to be there for your loved ones. But I think that as Anshu and Deva said, it's it's all too often that we forget to stay connected to ourselves and what our yeah. needs and what it is that that is meaningful to us as you said cindy and and why it is meaningful to us and um you know and i think that's one of the powerful things as coaches that we can do is that we are able to connect that for our clients and our friends and our loved ones because it might be something that's sort of floating around in there that, that you're not able to, or our clients are not able to articulate. And we help them to articulate that and tie it to meaning and what drives them and the why behind it. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, participants and our panel, they, you know, meditation is one part of creating time out. And if you're not doing meditation, still nevertheless create a space where it's just a quiet time for you. Where you can reflect, do nothing, just be with yourself, enjoy yourself, but just create a space for yourself and do it on a regular basis. And you know, sometimes when the day is just difficult, and not going the direction you would like it to go through me too many lives um, thrown at you, through many life balls that of the wrong kind thrown at you. Close the door 
and dance, put on some music and just dance, like nobody's watching. And all those little stresses will begin to go away. Somewhere else. And of course, there are other, some other things you can also do. And, you know, panelists also, please go ahead and share. Make an effort. Sometimes when things feel difficult and you really want to do it, and you keep saying tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Make the effort to take some small part of that step today. So you break that cycle. And in making the effort, it'll become a pattern. And finally, sometime along the line, further down the line, you may achieve that goal or that thing you're working on. So start with making the effort. What else? Anything else that we can share on things that would help us adopt a coaching mindset? Coaching mindset. Um, first, I would like to say, Cindy, call a spade a spade. This is uh, like we, we were discussing about and everyone is familiar with this. I want to go to the gym at six in the morning, never happens and the excuses and just say, okay, I'm lazy. And I'm finding excuses. You know, you say that first, you take that first step, only then you will be able to shoot it. That, yeah. okay, I don't want to be lazy. But we will tell ourselves a story. Yeah. Say I'm frustrated. Then you'll be able to shoot a frustrated. Don't say it's his mistake, her mistake. He said that all that will come. Okay, say I'm frustrated. Say I'm overwhelmed, say I'm angry. A coaching mindset will work only when we, when we, especially if we are trying to coach ourselves, is when we are able to put a name to our emotions and then self-talk, the hmm. why those emotions, question them, probe them. And like yeah. Cindy says, appear to yourself with that unconditional positive regard. Don't judge, not even yourself. I think that works. Yeah. And you know, it's as participants, as we're rounding up on today's webinar, amazing how time goes so quickly. I hope that you are taking away some value from today. And if you're hard, you know, we'd love to know what you're walking away with. And I would love for you to invite people around you, close, not so close, wherever you can help people with adopting or embodying a coaching mindset. Help people that need help with the coaching mindset. Even if it's small pieces like listening well, or helping them take the next step to what they want. Um, I would encourage you to do that. And panelists, you know, I'm gonna hand over to you for your final thoughts. But before, you know, I go there, some other things that we could do in adopting a coaching mindset is, if you're really feeling stuck in a spot and you don't know what to do, meaningfulness is disappearing, contribute to something else. Contribute to somebody else. Do something, either social change, community change. Do something for someone else. 
doesn't need to cost money or, co or cost a lot of time and energy, just could be something small. It just helps to shift your mindset. Um, go ahead, Vanessa, what would you like to say to complete? Um, well, a number of the, the participants touched upon this, but um, they mentioned vulnerability. And I think that it is a piece of what we've all been talking about today. You know, even Deva, as you said, to be able to admit, I am lazy or I am lazy today, takes, takes a bit of, of bravery. And I think that as coaches, that that is um, a mindset that we can bring to ourselves and to others is to be kind to ourselves. You know, I mentioned this before, we mentioned this before, unconditional positive regard. It's, it's okay to feel these things and be kind to yourself when you are being brave enough to admit these things to yourself. And to Thank others. you, Vanessa. And sure. Yeah, um, I would just uh, say, I think we've spoken about so many beautiful things and uh, Deva, Vanessa, you've talked about it all. I would just say resilience is one big thing that would be required. So when it comes to being open, it comes to being flexible, it's all you know, about being able to bounce back and to just stay on, just be present for yourself and everyone who's around you. So that's just what I would like to say, thanks. Yes, I understand we just have a few seconds, but I do not want to uh, leave this meeting without pointing out to gratitude. At the end of the day, everything comes down to gratitude. We are stuck in the house. We have different equations, different uh, emotions going on. Just remember that we are stuck in the house with food, water, and a shelter when millions are losing. We do not even feel gratitude or we do not think twice before. I'm watching Venice and she'll pick up a glass of water, drink and talk to us. We do not think twice. People walk miles and miles for a glass of clean water. If you can bring that to your consciousness, I think each and every day, the texture of it will change. Gratitude is a big thing. Yeah. And on that lovely note, participants, it was lovely being with all of you. Please go out and share what you know as in your coaching mindset with others who don't or still developing some mindset that will help them along. And, you know, in, in little ways, let's add more meaningfulness to life. Thank you all for attending. It was lovely being with you and look forward to catching up with you next week for a live coaching demo. Bye, everyone. Thank you.